start while the rest of the team also joins um yeah welcome to the first community call of the year guys uh had a really exciting 2023 excited to not only you know talk about and celebrate everything we achieved last year but also hopefully get some alpha into into what's coming up next year especially in the next couple of months uh, lots of announcements recently lots of questions came in from the community um, so far, we're joined by uh, Brainjar, Ahmed, Joe. If you guys want to intro your guys' selves and uh, you know, let the community know what you guys do. Yeah, Joe, you want to go ahead? Sure. So you just want to make sure I'm coming through okay. I think it's working. Um, but hey, I'm Joe. I help to head our strategy and markets at Composable. Um, sort of encompasses a lot of our BD and integration efforts, as well as token <clears throat> architecture. Um, basically, just how we work with teams outside of the ecosystem and connect with protocols to try to collaborate. Yeah, everyone. My name is Ahmed. I am the COO of Composable and Picasso, uh, which means I make sure operations are running across multiple front, uh, interfacing a little bit with product development. Um, and maybe a lot more with uh, marketing, business development, strategy, HR, finance, all of the different moving pieces to make sure that we're shipping the right products at the right speed and the right quality. What's up? I'm Brainjar, um, founder. Um, yeah, just doing all sorts of things across the board. Um, excited to be spearheading all the things we're doing um, and growing the community. Awesome, awesome. Humble folk. Um, but before we dive in to, you know, 2024, uh, 2023 was a huge year and so much has happened. Um, I hope everybody got a chance to read the blog, uh, even just working on the blog and looking back at all the things that occurred, was shipped, uh, teams that we worked with, uh, things that were integrated. It, it was really, truly a year of firsts. Uh, I'd love to you know, know from you guys, and this was also a, a great question that came in from the community. Uh, what are you most proud of you know, from 2023? Um, what really stood out to you guys um, in the year of really firsts and shipments? Joe, if you want to kick us off as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think... A lot of the work that we did with the Cosmos ecosystem is probably what I've been most excited about. I mean, this kind of includes opening the bridge uh, and then getting assets out across a few of these different popular protocols. I guess most notably, um, getting some dot liquidity into Osmosis. Um, Pika moved over to Osmosis. It's 
one of the largest pools, um, probably the best trace, place to trade Pika at the moment. Um, and some of our other collaborations across the ecosystem, like Shade Swap and Umi, um, it's kind of exciting going forward. And then looking looking forward to doing the same across Ethereum and Solana as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think like you know, um, IBC extension was always something that people talked about since 2018. Um, so um, Solana and many other ecosystems um, to come. But, uh, you know, we sort of, I think we proved to everybody that we're able to be nimble and agile enough to adapt to new ecosystems, which I think is the, you know, single most uh, sort of, single biggest value that we have which is the ability to get into an ecosystem not know necessarily what all the different moving parts are and sort of figure it out um and i think you know a testament to all the team at composable but you know being able to do this and also um and like launch these products across these different ecosystems is really really challenging and we've been able to to do it so um i'm really curious to see how the community develops um there's gonna you know we have a strong um polkadot kusama cosmos community at the moment we've been recently adding um folks from the solana ecosystem from the ethereum ecosystem so i think this will be a very interesting social experiment as well um in terms of you know just getting people from all these different tribes together for me it's difficult to name one specific thing without just going back to what the vision of composable and picasso is altogether, which almost in a way is the vision of the whole space um the way we think about what we do is building a unified transport mechanism that goes securely and in the most trust-minimized way across every major chain out there. And that is the infrastructure play that Picasso is all about. And then on top of that, we want to build experiences for users where they can do anything they want on any chain in the most intuitive way possible. Um, that is the user side of what we do, and this is what Mantis is all about. And if I think back on this year, we have really laid the foundation for number one of establishing the unified transport mechanism across all chains. Um, one, because we have it in production, and two is because we're extending it to the two biggest chains out there for DeFi. Um, and I think that's no small feat. Uh, and in parallel, I believe we also now that we know that these connections exist, we've been toying around for the last few months with what does this mean for users and what does an app that brings all of what DeFi has to offer in one place. And we've made great strides on that front. So I feel like these are two things I'm really proud of and that have really set us up for um, great things to come, hopefully in the coming year. Yeah, well, I think one other thing is like, um, we launched a research forum recently, like a couple of months ago. We've done a lot of research over the past few years about topics like cross-chain MEV, et cetera. Um, I think one of the things I'm particularly 
um, proud of of the past year is like we've established a lot of collaborations with a lot of really, really smart people in areas that are really complex. And, you know, we're we're pushing forward on these um, collaborations to produce like brand new things like Solana IBC. Yeah, I mean, on that note, I'd, I'd love to, you know, hear more from you in terms of the research, the challenges, what really goes into this? Because just looking back at, you know, the the achievements that that we accomplished, um, it you know, it, it's a huge list, but what, what really went into it, um, you know, what new opportunities are you also still exploring in ecosystems? Um, similar to, you know, how IBC connection to Solana is ultimately you know, also going to be the path to enabling restaking on Solana. Are there more features that, you know, may already be proven in other ecosystems like Ethereum uh, that could soon be cross-integrated across various uh, ecosystems that we're connecting to? Um, and what, what are the challenges there? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the first thing is a lot of people have been asking me what's the, you know, what's going to be the focus of, of um, you know, composable, how does this relate to Picasso? The simple answer is um, chain abstraction. Like uh, some people like uh, Nier and some others have been discussing chain abstraction. And, you know, what does that actually mean? It, it means what Ahmed mentioned, which is, you know, the ability for you to be somewhere and do something without dealing with the underlying complexity of the chains. That's what IBC enables. But there's a lot more infrastructure that needs to be built on top of that to actually make it abstract. And that's going to be the products that are going to be powering and, and powered by, um, you know, composable as a layer on top of, of uh, Picasso. So, yeah, I mean, like, like all things, some things, the problems are very simple <clears throat> and you just have to, brute force implement these things um and you know just like integration work etc cetera, etc cetera. sometimes things are like unforeseen and you really only learn these things by having this new type of software in production um <clears throat> like uh you know we are the only team that's done ibc in production and uh because of that it's it's you know there's a lot that we've learned, you know, all things as small as, you know, how, how can other applications display cross ecosystem assets properly, um, all the way down to, you know, we had to build a brand new relayer, um, which we hope to expand um, quite dramatically in the next few months for additional use cases. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I think overall, this has really been, you know, a, the product of um, a dynamic sort of collaboration between the research side and and the development side of, of Composable. And um, yeah, it's kind of just coming together now. Nice. And this, this is also the year that, you know, Picasso went and entered into to OpenGov. You had mentioned all the, you know, different aspects and, and players that play a role in shaping the ecosystem, especially 2024 moving forward. Um, you know, what role does the community and, and all the token holders play and how critical is it for people to actually get involved um, on the governance forums, on the research forums, on um, different proposals that we're setting live? Um, 
maybe Ahmed or Brainjar, if somebody wants to take this. I mean, I think this is the journey of, uh, of every protocol is to sort of uh, graduate from its founding team towards the broader community. I think all this year has really been a tremendous year in terms of community growth for us. We, we ran a campaign uh, where we basically rewarded users for on-chain and off-chain missions. Uh, we're still running the campaign and we saw... Uh, some really good traction there, a lot of interest, and the community was growing as a result. But at the same time, beyond um, rewarding users for for on-chain and off-chain actions, I think participation, having their voices uh, be heard and be involved in the decision-making is essentially incredibly important. So this is why implementing OpenGov was really a uh, a big uh, achievement and milestone that uh, that's important for the entire community. And I think even beyond uh, the governance side and the community side, just I think this was a year where we really branched out and collaborated with various parties in different ecosystems, be it universities, such as the University of Lisbon on the research front, um, or, or different teams in Ethereum and Solana and in Cosmos and Polkadot. I think you know, over time, Picasso is really establishing itself as the hub for cross-chain communication. This involves bridging, but I think it also goes beyond that to really connecting various ecosystems across multiple fronts. Amazing. Um, a community question just came in. I think it's referencing what Ranger had just mentioned about user experience simplification. Um, is there a, a golden standard that you guys are following? Any protocols that you're looking at, um, taking best practices from, and what's your experience been like operating across, you know, not just two or three, but various ecosystems? And um, how do you simplify the user experience, I guess, um, in that sense is what he's asking. If different users are used to different standards, how do you create a, a single standards that's ripe for mass adoption? Yeah, I mean, like we have that standard already. It's, it's IBC. And then it's just a matter of composing the <clears throat> the primitives that we need across these different ecosystems that don't necessarily exist, <clears throat> but that sort of come as a result of IBC. So, like concretely, what that? Oh, sorry, I, I think I was muted. Um, it broke up a little. Yeah, I was just I was just saying, like you know, the notion of bringing interchain accounts to different ecosystems. You know, using IBC um, account abstraction, these are all like important primitives that are required for chain abstraction. Um, nobody's really doing chain abstraction pretty, you know, here we have generalized message passing with other uh, like trusted solutions, like, uh, you know, trusted bridges. Um, but the whole reason why we're doing this is because we're essentially trying to build products we would use. Um, it's still like horrendously terrible to do pretty much anything, um, especially in the Cosmos ecosystem, just like moving from one chain to the next is, is, um, very painful from a user experience perspective. <clears throat> so I think we've learned a lot just trying to understand like what we would want as users, what other users want and sort of encompassing all these things into a product that, that makes sense. Awesome. Thank you, sir. 
in that case, is there, you know, any specific projects across any of these ecosystems that you're specifically excited to connect with, talk to, may already be talking to um, for integrations, different use cases, uh, anything you can share? Is that too much alpha? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like, yeah, this is kind of a time when I'd like to shed a little bit of light on the intention for 2024. Like, uh, so first of all, like, um, one team we're looking to integrate very closely with is Ethos. Um, they're using Eigenlayer to secure Cosmos chains. Um, you know, we have <clears throat> like a great relationship with them, exploring how we can use IBC to Ethereum to, to help secure other Cosmos chains as well. Um, so that is like one team we're very excited to, to collaborate with essentially an, an alternative to ICS, which I think ICS is pretty um, limiting in terms of, uh, you know, what you can do. Like we are ultimately trying to um, really speed up our chain as well um, through like different consensus things we're looking to do down the line. So something like an ethos allows us to get additional security, um, but, you know, still sort of, do, allow us to do what we want on the chain um and then sort of this you know restaking the stuff the restaking we're doing on solana like we're also doing restaking for other ecosystems which is a bit of alpha um like this will be used for very specific um use cases like you know the solana ibc connection and then further things down the line um that sort of relate to all this order flow stuff I've been talking about. Um, so I think through that, there's a lot of really interesting collaborations that can be done, um, such as, you know, with folks like Gito and Marinade and um, uh, the Blaze team, Soul Blaze as well. Uh, and then like in other ecosystems, Shride um, for SD Atom and, and, uh, you know, trying to work with all these folks to ensure that there there are you know useful applications of these restaked assets beyond what we want to do for our own use cases. Um, so I think that's going to be very exciting. Um, and then you know, simply just DeFi, right? So Orca, Radium, um, these you know these are all AMMs we hope to list cross ecosystem assets on. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Curve um, since basically the day that it came out. Um, so, you know, trying to definitely uh, bootstrap CRV emissions for assets um, that would make sense to be listed on Curve. You know, for instance, ST Atom or uh, any of these um, liquid staking tokens. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we I'm very excited to like push a lot of these integrations that we've been discussing uh, with all these different teams to the finish line. And they're sort of all going to fit into this, um, into this vision of this like chain abstracted future. Personally, what's, what I find really exciting moving forward is also partnerships that we would establish with order flow generators, um, biggest ones being wallets, right? Because if you think of the combination of Picasso and Mantis, um, 
as an intense engine that allows you to it allows any user to do anything they want on any chain they want in the most trust minimized way possible then <laughs> what more uh, do you want right so i think integrating this functionality with wallets and allowing users with whatever wallet they're using to be able to do any DeFi function um, uh, through through what we're building is is going to be really interesting. So these are the conversations I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Actually, since we're on this topic already, this question fits quite nicely. Um, so in the end game, when all this comes to fruition, um, what is the order of magnitude that you foresee fees being lowered to due to the implementation of IBC compared to maybe competing in centralized alternatives? Um, the comment also mentions that he had read the research article where you explored fee-less transfers. Is this really something that could be feasible in the future? Um, and how does something like this occur? Yeah, I can jump in on that. Um, so, I mean, I think this is like a bit forward looking, but moving toward what we'll eventually be releasing with the composable parachain and layer um, will essentially be we can call it an abstraction layer that sits on top of, of this infrastructure that we've built uh, via Picasso network right now. So once we get into sort of these cross-chain and cross-domain, um, cross-application swaps or just transactions in general, it starts to open up sort of a newer realm in cross-chain ME. Um, and the idea behind these fee-less or gasless transactions is such that once you open up this world of cross-chain MEV, um, there's a lot of different areas of profit to be extra extracted from this. And this can come in the form of searchers, solvers, block builders. Um, and each of these come with a mechanism where there's an ability to rebate um, some of the PL that they may or may not earn on the transaction. Um, so in an ideal world, there's potential opportunity for users to execute these cross-chain transactions where a solver may be able to extract some additional PL from the transaction itself, whether it's an arbitrage opportunity or just structuring a block in a way such that they can make some money off the transaction. Um, and in turn, we hope to be able to open up a way for this to rebate the end user where this rebate would actually cover their transaction fee. Welcome back. Um, not sure if you wanted to add anything to that, Ranger, or if you, uh, if you heard the question. Um, yeah, I mean, so like, you know, one of the things that I've always been interested in um, bringing to life is like trying to introduce, I've probably referenced this a hundred times, so apologies if this is a repeat of what I've said before, but um, the first ever thing that I ever put out on my medium was um, a sort of comparison of like the equities markets to the crypto markets and imagining a world in which like how did robin hood come to be kind of and the way i think about some of these ecosystems is they're all sort of markets and if there's a way to synchronize these markets similar to dtcc um then you could theoretically build some sort of pay for order flow model on top that, that would allow for you know subsidies to users which is really when you know, equities retail really took off. And we haven't had that moment for crypto. Um, a lot of people have been talking about AI agents, et cetera, et cetera. That's nothing more than just solvers 
traversing these different ecosystems to prepare routes for users. Um, so, so for me, like if you solve this cross chain MEV solution, like we can then plus chain abstraction, you now have this future of, of, you know, Robin hood era for, for crypto. That's kind of how far we're trying to take it. Um, and it's actually possible now due to cross ecosystem IBC. That's also welcome, Miguel. Okay, this is a bit of a long one, maybe split it up into a few questions. Um, intents are all over my timeline. Everyone keeps explaining them differently. What are intents for composable? What is Mantis? What are all these things? How do they combine? And how do, do Layer and Pika play a role? How do I participate? <laughs> So yeah. I, I guess we could maybe start with just composable yeah. intents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like intents are just really RFQ systems in for most protocols, right? And how we how we think about intents is different. Like obviously, there will be a component where a market maker can just fill an order with their own liquidity. That's like how hash flow works. That's how um, Uniswap X works essentially. Um, but something that I think is more interesting that I've always thought, you know, for, with respect to intents was like, how do you build a route for a user to be satisfied? Um, if we want people to stay on chain and not have, um, all order flow get settled by market makers, um, how do you lower the barrier to entry for solvers? And how do you get these things executed in a way where it's optimal for the user? So we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how that's possible. We have a bunch of solvers um, participating in Mantis games right now, which is a testnet program. We have, it's actually a mainnet, but um, we haven't really published anything about it yet. We will soon once we're sufficiently happy with testing. But essentially how we think about intents is like you write a string of what you want to do and you're given a route of how that's executed. It's not just for swaps, it's also lending, it's also borrowing, it's NFT purchases, et cetera. Um, so you can sort of think of this as more routing than intent settlement. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of the first answer. Second answer is, um, Mantis is basically, you know, the future of kind of, you know, there's kind of these two brands that we have. We have Picasso, we have Composable. Mantis is the future of Composable. Um, Mantis is going to be focused on order flow settlement and cross-chain MEV, um, whereas Picasso is focused on uh, IBC and is kind of this IBC hub. So you have these two very different tokens doing very different things. Um, it's a bit like Anoma and Namada, where Namada is kind of the privacy infrastructure for Nomoda, uh, for Anoma, and Anoma is like this intense-based uh, VM architecture. Uh, so, you know, seeing how these two token models have worked in the past, like I think it does make sense um, to have them sort of work in synchronicity. Uh, so, so yeah, that's kind of the two. 
um, tokens. A lot of this information will be published once I'm, I've finished writing the white paper in the next few uh, weeks. And um, it'll also lay out the roadmap for where we're heading with kind of all the products all together. Um, so yeah, how do you get exposure to Mantis? I guess um, use our products. Um, when there's team staking that comes out, which uh, I highlight, we highlighted recently in a post um, where people compete for uh, to become sort of the highest TVL available for uh, into these restaking vaults, like uh, not saying that layer will necessarily play a role here, but just, you know, use our products. Um, yeah. I just wanted to make a little comment on top of that. Um, again, because a lot of people can get lost in the um, saying the theory and like you know like terms and things like this. Actually, here in the same thread of the call, I've been pasting the some of the past uh, tweets that we have been making. You know, like little graphic pieces where we basically introduce this new mechanism of doing things. Um, again, you will be able to see this on the um, on the restaking competition. Again, we haven't published like the full details yet, but it's kind of like known already because we have been discussing this for quite some time. So the way that it's going to work, um, without going too much into details, is you come and then you you basically have again. It's not something necessarily like ChatGPT, but again, you you have to still write a string. And then the system will continuously keep suggesting based on the previous command what you can do. So for example, if you go same way, if you go, for example, in Google and say, okay, how do I get into? And then you're gonna have a bunch of things, you know, how to get into sports, how to get into anything. Same way it's gonna work. So you start typing, I want to, you can stay, you can at some point send, swap, do whatever you want, and then you keep, you know, then the balances will be cropped from your wallet, you can see. It all based on the on your intention, the things that you can do at the given moment. So it's gonna be more intuitive. Um, it's a different way that we introduce, you know, how to do DeFi. So it's gonna be really interesting to see the the feedback from from users when we open this up. Apart from the feedback that we already got from different people that you know, like from our our network. So, so yeah, again, like later we're gonna explain this mechanism more in depth, but just to give you like an idea how it's gonna work. And this will be live with the um, restaking competition that we're gonna launch, uh, yeah, in the next few weeks as well. So keep tuned for that. And again, if you want to learn a little bit more, uh, you can check the, I'm pasting here, like the two of the tweets that we, where we mention and we show a little sneak peek of how this would look like. So yeah, feel free to check it out. And of course, if you're interested in something else, especially related to UX and how this would work. Also, we have been recruiting several people also from the community, also from Twitter, Discord. So if you're interested in being part of the initial testing uh, after we open it up, feel free to ping me, um, come jump you, put you in the group and then we can take it from there. Awesome, thank you, sir. I am I'm getting a lot of questions around Pika and Mantis. How do they how does Pika play a role, if a role, um, in the future of Mantis and everything that you know 
we've also been covering here. Um, in addition to yeah. the layer token. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Pika, Pika continues to accrue value from, um, like, restaking yields plus uh, the actual, like, IBC infrastructure. So Pika continues to be our L1 um, and Layer, a.k.a. Mantis, um, basically is you know, not an L1 is kind of a protocol that sits on top of this L1 to do all these different activities that we've described. Um, so how they relate, um, you know, there's again, two very different use cases, two very different value accrual mechanisms, but there are obviously ways where they overlap. Um, so I don't really want to go into too much detail about the sort of cool use cases we have of using them sort of both within the ecosystem, but uh, yeah, just just know that this will become a lot more prevalent in our messaging in the sort of next few weeks as we make this distinction very, very clear. Okay. Another question is coming in around um... Practically convergence of ecosystems. Uh, is there a plan in the team's roadmap to develop a dedicated Picasso composable wallet equipped with features for Mantis, features for IBC swaps? Um, how do you tackle kind of that aspect of entering new ecosystems? I know there's a lot of good, you know, wallet solutions that we're partnering with, but are there any plans uh, for a composable wallet? Yeah, well, this is something that, um, that I personally have been thinking about since a long time, not because of a thing, because we want to just do a wallet just because we can or want, but specifically because of the different challenges that you face when you try to connect multiple ecosystems and use them in the same app. Um, what I mean by this is if you go today to Trustless.zone in the app, um, you can see this little widget on the top right that we, we should find a name for it, but we call it until now proxy wallet, because that's essentially what it is. It's a proxy for you to use different wallets, aka different ecosystems or multiple wallets from the same ecosystem, integrated into one application. So the idea for this is to try to simplify the user, the hassle, imagine if you have an application where you can send assets between, I don't know, say like Polkadot and Ethereum, for example, and then, okay, you need to not only need to have the wallets, that's already a burden, but then on top, you need to see different wallets, you need to see the different balances, and you have to go click MetaMask, and you have to go click Talisman or Polkadot, yes, or whichever you want. If you add then Cosmos to the mix, then you have to do the same with Leap or Kepler, et cetera, right? Then imagine if you then add on top at Solana, and then on top you add like a bunch of like other things that you can keep adding, more networks and ecosystems, then you have a huge mess, right? So the idea for this widget was to simplify, you know, like try to help users a little bit more to know where where they have their money, basically, right? Because especially now, with uh, one since we open IBC, and uh, you have different circumstances. For example, you can have a situation where you can have dot on osmosis, you can have dot on on the composable parachain, or you can have dot uh, on focal relay chain, you can have dot on Picasso. Same for Pika, you have Pika basically everywhere. 
So like this, then you start like seeing, you know, you have like asset, for example, you have Pika and then you have like the different things. So this is, again, it's not something that we just did because we thought it was cool. Yeah, we did it because it was a necessity. So based on this, um, and again, I still haven't seen like, is like a big push. I mean, of course there are some teams probably Phantom, you have Talisman, like, you know, like they start from their native ecosystem, say Solana or Polkadot, and then they integrate something like Ethereum. But there's still nothing, you know, that actually goes across ecosystem seamlessly into one thing, you know, even if you use other solutions like that, you know, cross wallet, wallet connect, et cetera, you still, I mean, it's a, it's a simplified way or XDFI, whatever you want, but still you don't have kind of like the same, it doesn't feel like everything is like, it's your assets. It doesn't matter where they are. This is yours and you can use them. You're still, you're still not there yet, right? So that's what potentially at some point what we want to do with the proxy wallet. I mean, of course, we still need to like dedicate a little bit more time to some UX research and also test it, you know, like, like real life and main it basically and get more feedback from users and try to cover more cases because there are many cases, for example, like channel, IBC channels, path unwinding, things like this. And there are different considerations that you need to make specifically for these cases. Uh, but I'm pretty sure after that, I would like to reach a point where this can be open source as a packet, you have like the logic packet, basically they're ready to go. And then for example, if a team decides to integrate this, they can just, just use it and, and change it. You can change the font, you can change the icon, you can change the color, the shape, whatever you want. But you had kind of like a pre-built solution and then it will allow you to like, kind of like participate in this ecosystem and provide like a superior user experience for, for users. So for example, if you start imagining a world where like more chains are connected to IBC, more protocols are using CDM and you have all this logic prepared there, then it's going to be super easier for protocols to just like integrate this and provide this to their users, you know? So then you have like different products, multiple ecosystems, multiple networks, utilizing some sort of like unified and user experience for this. Um, so yeah, again, sorry for the long answer, but uh, there are many considerations when it comes to this. No, it's it's great. I think you actually um, covered it and went a little bit into the next question, even that uh, somebody had asked, um, you know, tokens, especially like Pika. Pika started on Kusama, it's on Cosmos, it's coming to Solana. The proposal to launch Pika on Ethereum is out. Um, you know, what is the what is the strategy behind that? What are the benefits? Um, why should the community vote vote yes? Um, what what are we expecting? Yeah, I think this one's for Joe. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry, give me one more time. I cut out a little bit there. Uh, pretty much just the strategy behind uh, Pika everywhere. Pika coming to Solana. Pika coming to Ethereum. What are the benefits? Why why should users vote yes? Yeah, well, I think right now, moving Pika out into these other ecosystems allows us to do a few things. I think mainly one is sort of acquire users that sit sort of siloed in their ecosystem right now. So I think we sort of have different tribes across different chains where, I don't know, maybe you're more in Solana and you don't really play with Cosmos or you're in Ethereum and you've never touched Polkadot and sort of releasing these tokens natively allows a way for users to, to pick them up easily with familiar applications they already know. So like bringing Pika to Solana, let somebody jump on Orca or Radium and use a DEX that they're familiar with. Outside of that, I mean, the initial bootstrapping in terms of just customer usage or user growth 
and being able to add incentives to the, a lot of these platforms requires native minting of that token. And by that, I mean, for us to be able to incentivize a pool on Orca Dex, we need Pika to exist as an SPL token within the Solana ecosystem. So I think for right now, realistically, what it does is sort of unify the user base in a way that allows everyone to get Pika on a chain that they're familiar with. Um, and sort of kind of as we move towards the future, where we're talking about all of this stuff being abstracted away and accessing all these chains through one front-end application. Realistically, it sort of helps out on the transfer side, being able to move these things across one for the other and not really notice what's going where. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, I'd like to kind of use the last 10 minutes if there's no other questions. Um, went through the list to, so yeah, just again, celebrate 2023 and kind of get your thoughts on one year from now when we're uh, sitting here doing this call. Um, what is the ideal situation? What do you expect Composable and Picasso one year from now? Uh, what should users expect? What is the kind of the, the outlook, best case scenario? I'm not sure if Ranger, if everybody wants to take a stab at it, your own perspectives. Yeah, I think also we should take the last couple of minutes uh, um, to invite some folks on stage if you have any questions. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know if Ahmed, you want to yep, go first? Feel free to raise your hand. To... All right, Patrick, could you repeat? Yeah, so um, pretty much we just came off of, you know, a massive year for Composable and Picasso. What is, uh, what is the outlook for for us coming together next year um, in this call? What do you expect yeah. we'll be talking about? I mean, I think we basically laid out the, the groundwork for, for what's to come in the past year. Um, if we think about the IBC component and Picasso, you know, if 2023 is the year of, you know, proving that it works, then 2024 is the year where we scale it, right? So. Cosmos Polkadot was the proof of concept. Now Ethereum Solana is really where the users are and where it starts to get significant. Um, and if we think beyond the bridging side, all of Picasso as an infrastructure is the very difficult to implement or to get to this point, but necessary component to really abstract away all of the cross-chain experience. And I think this is exactly what we do with Mantis. So because for the first time we have technology that Mantis sits on, which is Picasso, uh, that can allow us to imagine a world where moving across chains is something that people do without even realizing that they're doing. You know. So I think this this is where it gets really exciting. This is where we can start to think about how do we include uh, social components, gaming components. How do we really create a smooth, silky, really intuitive experience for every user to do anything they want on chain? Um, so personally, very excited to start thinking beyond the infrastructure and down to the experience of users. And it's already possible as of now, not before. Very bullish, sir. Okay, I see we have one request. Let me, let me invite you up, sir. If you have any questions, go ahead and request to speak. Uh, we'll, we'll get you guys up here. Hi, Chris. You're currently muted, Chris. Chris, sir. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. It, the yeah. audio went to my, my smartwatch. I was like, what's going on? 
Um, thank you. I've been following you guys for a while. Um, quick question. In your opinion, what exactly needs to happen for your project to be successful and where ideally would you like to be in the next couple of years? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just think, okay, so there's like two lenses, right? Um, I think that in in five years from now, there's only going to be like Google Cloud powered layer zero and IBC. So that's kind of like a bold vision for the future. But like, that's kind of what I think. Um, so we need to just eat all trusted bridging solutions in the next five years. Um, so, and on the on the sort of other lens and make it such that people don't even know that they're using trustless, you know, trust minimized IBC based bridging and to have an application that they can rely on. Um, that's not going to rug them because, you know, Orbiter got hacked or something like that. Um, but they can still use to move around funds and do things in different locations again without ever knowing really that they're interacting with these with these systems this is the whole reason why we started building out ibc you know everywhere is because if you do build this kind of super app you know defi abstraction application that everyone's been talking about that has never really emerged um how do you build that with trusted, like, what do you tell your users when one of these, you know, when Orbiter gets exploited? Oh, sorry, your funds are gone because a bridge that we chose to offer you um, was hacked. Like, that's just not scalable. So, um, so I think, you know, covering the bases with IBC technology and then really, per, you know, providing consumers something they actually want to use um, that makes this experience much, much less painful. Um, I think not only is going to drive a lot of liquidity into the overall crypto space, but also is going to drive volume. Um, and that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, maybe just to add a little bit of that. Um, uh, again, also to like, kind of like link it up with my reflection, right? For, for, well, the past year, this year, and the years to come. Um, just basically elaborating a little bit more of what Ahmed and Ranger mentioned. Of the, um, I mean, for example, if you go and say, okay, use this application to somebody that is not necessarily like into crypto or anything, it's like ridiculously painful for them to understand this, right? And then if you take this to like other countries, other markets, different languages, then then it's almost impossible, right? then you have like some sort of like, you will need some some major driver for you to end up doing this type of like systems. So I think I would like to imagine a world where, I mean, as Ranger mentioned before, that you're using a blockchain without knowing that you're using a blockchain, right? Also, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I put this example everywhere where I can speak, but like every time you travel, you have like different carriers, you still will want always the same three things. You want to call, be able to get SMS, and you want to have data. You don't care if it's Vodafone, AT&T, Movistar, anything, right? 
So that's kind of like the future that I imagine for this. Now having the infrastructure that is expanding slowly, slowly, and then you're gonna put this execution system in tense base with like like a superior user experience on top. And then you can actually start tapping into this, you know, because one thing is saying it, okay, we want to do this. You provide a good experience, but again, just look at the people that you're talking to, you know, you can provide a cool experience for somebody that is native. Somebody, you know, calling the DJ, calling power user, whatever you want to call it, it's still the same niche. The thing is, how do you expand this? You know, how do you expand the bubble? How can you go to places like, I don't know, like Lebanon, like Venezuela, like Argentina, or like whatever you have, like high inflation, Nigeria, you name it, and those literally go there and tell them, hey, there's this application that is not using banks or not using anything that you can just basically type whatever you want. You can have your money there and you can just pay your bills. You can, you know, like just buy whatever you want to buy, swap it. It will suggest you, it will give you opportunities. It will give you things for you to actually start like using your money in the way that you want to, while always preserving the the custody of your funds, right? Again, that's also on the point of having IBC on the back end for this. So just if you link all these elements together and you start, I mean, of course, then you, you need to definitely start in your niche. But I think the critical thing is like, they never have used this type of application that they've never been exposed to this new way of doing things, you know? Just I also have like an application that you can literally give my parents and they can just basically use it and can transfer their money and can set automatic payments, everything on chain, you know? I think to, to, to be at some point uh, where these things are just as easy as you sending somebody money on bank or PayPal or any of this So right path. So yeah, that's why it makes me really excited to what to come twenty twenty four and, and the next years. Thank you for the, the question, Chris, and answers. We have another Rare, I'm bringing you up. Hey, Rare. You're currently unmuted as well. Hello. Can I ask you? Hey, how are you? Can I ask my question? Yes, okay. sir. So first of all, congratulations for what you've achieved as a team. I've been uh, following you guys for almost two years now. So I've taken part in your PLO. Uh, my question is regarding you launch on solana and the nft that you've mentioned uh that's going to be launched on tensor right uh can, can you can you explain a bit about it like what uh because i i, I couldn't get my yeah. head around it so i just wanted to ask if you guys can explain that in a simplified manner yeah so basically like um i'm a big fan of like team um people doing things in teams uh like just the way crypto is it's a very uh like you know group activity so um how we designed this team staking competition is basically you purchase an nft there's going to be a hundred available um and you can after you've purchased an nft you become a team leader you establish a team um and now you all sort of compete for uh the highest you know you get rewards as we mentioned in the blog post um in pika but if your team wins the competition you receive a portion of revenue of these uh 
you know, bridging transactions once the bridge, uh, once the IBC connection goes live. So, uh, yeah, it's essentially a way for people to become team leaders um, and then form teams around them to compete within this staking competition. This is going live in a few days. Um, so stay tuned for like when we're going to drop that, but it's very soon. Thank you for your question. All right. Um, I know a lot of the community has already submitted their questions, but if there's anybody else that wants to come up and ask something, um, if not, we'll close the spaces in the next minute. Unless there's anything else you guys want to, any alpha you guys want to share, anything you guys want to chat about. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining. Happy New Year, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Hope to see you soon again. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken knives I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knives And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality Teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Leets tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served